Hello, everybody. It's Alan with Cross the Line 1524. I just wanted to preface this podcast with a little a note that it was recorded a couple months ago. Uh, some of the items we're going to talk about at the end of the podcast, or the meat of the podcast, I guess, is about immigration. Uh, and some of those items, some things have definitely amplified since we did this podcast or recorded it. So we'll add on to that the next time we get together. Uh, we try to be non-political. It's always just talking about the facts. So hold on, grab a drink. Here we go. That's right. That's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. Well, it's another night here at the Rusted Nails. Speak easy. For Cross the Line, 1524, we're here with Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And I'm Alan Stanger. And you know what? We just filled our bellies full of some good food there, boys. Nap time. So as we're recording this podcast, we have some paranormal investigation going on in the house. Because I ain't afraid of no ghosts. So, gentlemen. Uh-oh. I decided we might should do a new segment in our podcast when we can called errors and omissions because sometimes we spit stuff out that's maybe not completely true i never tell a lie yeah and then sometimes we just don't follow up on some things so i thought this would be a good one so can we circle back to it yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're doing right now we're circling back to episode circle back we're circling back to episode 44. Are you are you accusing us of reporting fake news? No, I'm accusing us of not always having all the facts. Well, that's a fact. So, that's just, kind of, just the facts, Mr. Montana. Just, just, just facts. the facts. So, we're going to start with episode 44. Um, so, we talked about uh, the chicken trail and the fact that... Franklin County and our Brookville owned a Guinness Book of World Records for the most fried chicken. So that was true in t- 2010. <laughs> I, yep. So uh, the exact amount fried in 2010 was 1,654 pounds. Wow. That's a lot of chicken. Well, you might think it's a lot of chicken because the new record right now is 3,675 oh pounds my. and 12 ounces. Oh, my. By who? God. So when when we at Brookville uh, got the record, uh, we beat a Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise in Kuwait. Uh, the, their record at the time was 1,278 pounds and 11 ounces. So... It's been broke several times since then. Then in 2019, on September 15th, the Karafasu Project Council in Japan, with a total of 18 vendors from Nakatasu City, as well as neighboring cities, participated in the attempt to break the world record. That's cheating. Well, listen to this. It took place from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Four hours. Well, that's that's part of the record. It's got to be done in four hours. Four hours. So. 
3,000. Think about this. 3,675 pounds and 12 ounces. So they had 16 vendors doing it. Well, we had 200 volunteers doing it, according to this. Yeah, Yeah, well, listen here. Still love this. I know they had a fraction of the the kettle fryers of the county down there at that park that day. Right. I know a bunch of them that weren't there. So, <laughs> well, Just obviously, game all, on. All I, yeah, game all on. I got to game say on. is, is when they get when when we get the group cranked up here, we'll just we'll just do it all over. We'll do it again. Yeah. So, that since that's no longer a Guinness Book of World Records, I did a little checking. So there is a Franklin County resident that owns a Guinness Book of World Records to this day. Really? Any idea what it might be? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but <laughs> this world record was set on August twentieth of twenty twelve by a lady of the name of Edith Eva Fuchs. She lives in Metamore. She owns two thousand six hundred and fifty three cookie jars. Really? So if you've ever, wow. ever walked down the road in Metamore, the cookie jar shop yes. on the left. Before you get to the canal, that's her. Well, that's funny. We talked about Metamore last well, Yeah. We talked about the, that's probably the lady that's over at Lutz's all the time buying all the cookie jars. Yeah, I bet <laughs> it is. She started collecting them in 1988. Her favorite jar depicts Roy Rogers on his horse. Anybody know what the horse's name is? Trigger. Trigger. Very good. That's how old we are. So there you go. So Franklin <laughs> County still owns the Guinness Book of World Records. That's good. That's good to know. Good yeah. stuff. So we also talked about the Brookville Reservoir. I think we called it Brookville Lake, Brookville Reservoir. We weren't quite sure how big it was. We had a lot of guesses. So there are 16,445 acres of land. Land. The lake itself is 5,260 acres. So lots of lake, lots of land. Um, There's all kind of... um, Native American mounds that are found in the area, as we well know. And there's also Ordovician fossils. They're 450 million year old fossils. It uh, reminds us of a primeval island sea, and you can still see those. So if you pick up a rock around here, a big flat rock, mm-hmm. and you see a shell in it, that's what those are. Oh, no good. Well, so, them are in front in Dearborn County. They're all yeah, over the place. Yeah, yeah all yeah. over the place. All of our creek is creek is full of them. So the lake has two hundred or twenty five miles of hiking trails. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to yes. I want to thank Dwayne for correcting his pronunciation. It is correctly pronounced crick. Yeah, I know. I was it's crick. Yeah, it's crick. I was trying to be proper, but then it just came back out. You know, growing up, you know, I talked about it before. I'd go up the crick and grab on grandpa's. You know, I remember saying that in school one time. I'm like, it's creek. I'm like, no, it's crick. I can't help it. You don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Well, I'm gonna, spell it correctly. Well, I'm going to wash my car, too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wash, wash. Do some wash. <laughs> so, all the English uh, teachers out there today. So the lake itself has 25 miles of hiking trails. also has 400 campsites. So there you go. Now you know. It's a nice place to be. Brookville yeah. is one of the few sites in Indiana where walleye grow big enough for fisheries and biologists to milk the females for eggs to supply walleye to many other lakes in Indiana. That, that sounds like a podcast all by itself. <laughs> I've caught many of walleyes. I still haven't found the tits on a walleye. Where do you hook the, the milkers up? To, I haven't milked them. <laughs> I think they squeeze that stuff out. Yeah, I think that's a different process. This is oh bad. This is bad. So, uh, we also talked about 
you okay, Ruben? You thinking about milking a walleye? Well, let me see if I can get. Let me. You know what? I'm going to call the DNR and see if we can get the guy who coordinates milking the walleye in here. I think we. I should. think we can do that. That could be an interesting yeah, talk. We're going to do that. So we also talked about uh, Dant Crossing, uh, the, the Dant House, and Yellowstone Bourbon, and. I did a little correction at the end of the podcast, if you guys heard it, but it wasn't totally correct either. Oh, yeah. Well, it was kind of correct, but there's a little more history there. So, Dant Crossing is the bed and breakfast that's being uh, constructed. It is constructed, and it is open. It's going to include uh, the distillery, which is there, which is the Log Still Distillery. Their product and their distillery is open to the public this spring, 2021. Uh, it includes uh, walking trails and a fully functional private train depot within oh, wow. the facility. Road trip. An outdoor yeah. amphitheater. Train trip. Farm to table restaurant, a 12 acre fishing lake. So, did you find out where do you ride the train from, too? I'm going to find that out. In fact, our friends at Two Shots on a Barrel interviewed the gentleman. It's J.W. Dent. Dant, D A N T. So, we'll huh. talk about this for a little bit. This is how things get a little confusing. Everybody's related to everybody. Absolutely. Uh oh. So, the what, story. What state are we talking about? Kentucky. Oh, <laughs> sort of like Indiana, <laughs> which I'll tell you a story about that here in a little bit. So, the story of Logsdale Distillery and the Dan House starts with J.W. Dan's forefather, Joseph Washington Dan. He hollowed out a poplar log and made a still out of it, gave birth to the Dan family. Bourbon lore, you know, out of a freaking log. Out of a log. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So in 1836, he started a story of heritage and Kentucky bourbon, which has flowed through the family's veins ever since. <laughs> so it is spearheaded by J.W., which is Wally Dant. And they call him Wally. Uh, I'm assuming his real name is Joseph Washington, since he's J.W. And his cousins, Lynn and Charles, um... So Wally is the great, great, great grandson of J.W. Dant. So you might wonder how that and Yellowstone Bourbon, which is a totally other distillery, are associated with each other. Tell us. Well, I'm going to tell you. So there's two brothers that own the Yellowstone label. You guys want to try to read this shit? I'm half drunk. Alan, just talk to me. Don't worry about that, guys. We're we're enjoying it. You're doing fine. Hey, I did my homework here. So, a name name everybody should know, 1795, a gentleman by the name of Jacob Beam sells his first barrel corn whiskey. So, the folks that opened, uh, that, that do the Yellowstone are Steve and Paul Beam. So, you might ask how I would have got that confused with the dance. How did you, Alan? Well, because it's coming from both ends of the bar. Now. It is, I tell you. We're waiting for the word. Well, here, here's uh, this isn't word. This is fact. Joseph Washington Dant was Stephen Paul Beam's great great grandfather on the mother's side. So the Dants and the and Beams are related. Oh my! So we talk about you guys are having fun here, but I'm going to put two people on the line here. So, <clears throat> Yellowstone's from the Limestone Branch Distillery. Anybody know where that's at? Uh, I'm going to say Limestone. I'm going to say Bedford, Indiana. Indiana? I don't know. I'll just take a guess. I was going to say Bedford. Bardstown, Kentucky. Right outside of Bardstown. 
In fact, two people should know exactly where it's at. We stopped at it on our way out of town. Limestone Branch Distillery. It's the oh. place they had the bourbon barrels that we were going to buy. We're tr- well, I'm still on the waiting list. Yeah, on the waiting list. Yeah. I wasn't with you, so I don't remember that trip. So they opened that up in um, February 17th of 2012. So they're all related somehow down there. So Barstown and that surrounding, the surrounding Nelson County and all that, their grounds rich in limestone. So that's where all that comes from. So... Um, Oh, what? Oh, my wife's got a shirt on. Limestone Branch Distillery. I didn't even catch that. She wore the shirt. Some women are made of sugar and spice, but real women are made of bourbon and ice. That's right. <laughs> nice. So the bourbons from uh, Wally Dance Place, they're actually going to start to be available this year. So I would love to go visit that place. Um, they do Monk's Road. They will be having Monk's Road bourbon, which will be available this year. And... And Yellowstone's mm. going to be available. Mm. It's available now. now so. But that's that's different distillery. I haven't tried that people. yet. So. so, anybody tell me Jim Beam still made? Anybody tell me who owns Jim Beam? This is a sad day in history. I'm going to say you. the Chinese company. You're the, close. Okay. Not really, but... Okay. Well, you are. A well, Japanese company Japanese. owns Jim I, Beam. I, I knew it was a foreign... Owned yeah. because I lived in Elizabethtown, Kentucky for a while. So we're gonna yeah. t- we're gonna have to. Oh, look! Well, walk through the door. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! You got your cover charge. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot to ask everybody since we're talking bourbons. What everybody's drinking tonight, Dwayne? What you got? I'm on Jefferson and Coke. I'm looking at a Jeff's glass. Looks low. It's a little weak. It looks weak. And let's Wilderness Trail Harvest Rum. Oh, oh there we go. Ruben, what you got? I'm having some uh, San Elmo's Cherry Bourbon and uh, Coke Zero. There's it's kind of a regular that. thing for that guy down there. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's pretty good stuff. So Jeff's got the Wilderness Trail Harvest Run. I got the Wilderness Trail Bourbon. There you go. A little ginger ale. So it's all good. It's all good. So <clears throat> we really didn't have a topic tonight. But Ruben posted something on the internet today. Oh, really? I got to do something about that damn door. It's a little quick. I think you need to get big, bu- big bubba door adjusters. Big, yeah. <laughs> no, that sound is what makes it airtight. So. <laughs> big bubba's door adjusters. So, Ruben, do you remember what you posted today? Uh, yeah, I posted a something that's pretty high up on people's... Um, Interest in politics and government, if you want to call it that, but illegal immigration. Um, and I just took the facts that were coming from uh, two different radio stations, news stations, and the current population of Franklin County based upon Google search on that. And um, I posted that it's interesting to know that the government is saying that there's 3,500 3, illegal aliens around that that enter the United States daily. And based upon that number that the government posted, they would exceed the population of Franklin County within six to around six and a half days. So the concern so, was, was the question was, is do you feel that the illegal immigration is a problem? So, and, and this is a loaded question, because when you say illegal immigration, first of all, everybody thinks of the Mexican border. Right. And, no. and, and that's not no, you're right. all it's not. where it's coming from. Right. 
and it's not all Hispanics That's right. that come through the Mexican That's border. Correct. In right. fact, this week they sent, I believe, 11 Iranians, and there was a list yeah. of other people yeah. that came through that border. That's right. So... Because it's so porous, it's so easy to get there. They go to Mexico. That's correct. To co- Excuse me, to come here. That's so, why on my post I didn't say which border. I just said through right. our borders. Yeah. So I, I want to preface everything I say by the fact that I'm all for immigration. Absolutely. So right. Everybody sitting here is an immigrant That's or right. our descendant of an the immigrant. Descendant of an immigrant. Yeah. So I'm all for immigration. Right. I just, it needs to be done just like our forefathers. They came here as documented immigrants. That's right. You know, if they came through Ellis Island or wherever they came through, right. they were documented in immigrants. The only people in this country that are not documented immigrants are in, are not immigrants are Native American people. That's right. Right. So, to muddy the waters, <clears throat> what do you think if you do, uh, if you have a DNA test of somebody from Mexico coming America, what do you think their DNA is? Their base DNA. I, I probably can. I would say, I don't know, but I would, if I had to guess, I would say probably Middle Eastern, but I don't know. Their base DNA. Their base DNA. And most people don't know this. Mm-hmm. I know it. So I'm going to preface all this by my cousin uh, out in Virginia. Her husband's uh, came from Mexico and came as a legal immigrant. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But what I found out when they did their DNA test and his DNA. It's Native American. Absolutely. Native American. Well, sure. 90% of the Mexican DNA, their base root is na- Native American. Right. So, I mean, it, it gives you a little different perspective, perhaps. Um, but then there's Spanish mixed in there. I, I mean, there's say, all kind of. But the base, 90% of the base DNA is Native American. Well, sure it is. So it's you know, a lot of people don't think that though. Well, they don't, right? right because it's again, North American something. Right. Let's, let's well, go, let's go back to hit way back to the migration of people from. To be quite honest, from me, from uh, the far east, right? Uh, that came, you know, basically down through Alaska. And Correct. That is where all the Native Americans, and I would have ventured to guess most of Native. South Americans, Central Americans came from. So right. their DNA is all going to be tied together. So whose DNA is not tied together with that is ours. Right. So it just, I, I'm all for immigration. I'm just for it legally. So absolutely, and that's, you've got to control right. control who's here. I mean, every country has to control it. I mean, and for the most part, every country, every other does, country does control it other than here. And if we try to control it, we look like, well, we're, we're told that we're wrong and we're evil because you're trying to do it. And you've, if you've noticed, they've trying to change the word. Um, Jeff used the word. There's the word used the word, the word, <laughs> the, word, the, word the word, used the word. Yeah. No. But there's, they're starting to move the word of migration into it, which to me, is a first sign that they just want to eliminate a border and just let people go where they want. Which, how do you, how do you control anything? I mean, like right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, so everybody's where you can't go nowhere. You can't have this weekend's the, the big game. So you can't have a party. You can't get together. But yet we hear on the news that there's, I don't know how many hundred thousand caravan moving this way. Well, how how do you feel that you're 
government that is supposed to be protecting you that won't let you have a party with someone you don't know but is perfectly fine right now with a few hundred thousand people marching to the border that they're just going to let through and basically have we're worried about shots for covid well what about every other disease and and stuff that we all had to get our shots for and have to get it you're just letting this group of people come through with no control no name no who they are you've got kids with adults who knows if the kid is really with that adult's child you know or was that child just being smuggled or used to get across the border so i mean it's a bigger picture than just immigration it's it's safety for kids and women who are being used and abused to get across the border and then once they're here, then what? You know, who, who's well, who's taking care of things and, and frankly, paying for things? I well, mean, frank, it, frankly, they're finding these children abandoned out in the wilderness because right. they were used right. for other people to get across the border that were not related to them, and they're <clears throat> they're abandoned out in the wilderness. And there's statistics to prove that. So, <clears throat> for me, as big an issue as on this side of the border is what happens to people that, again, that are being used by the coyotes and, and the smugglers um, for profit. And nobody's going to tell me that there isn't huge abuse. And a lot of those people that hand their kids over uh, down in Guatemala to people that are going to bring them to the United States, they'll never see those children again because those children no. will never be seen again. Right. And... Um, yeah. You know, I think that's <clears throat> that's the sadder problem with this is to encourage yes. the type of immigration or lack of border that we've had. That's what you get. And you saw it as soon as as soon as uh, Biden election took was off over. It, you saw, you know, you saw people marching from Guatemala, and these uh, criminals, these animals that treat people that way. Uh, taking advantage of that and and our government knows that that is going on and they continue to encourage it by not building a stronger border and a stronger process to discourage it right well coming from the four of us i've spent time working in mexico i worked in juarez and i understand why people want to come to america firsthand and I am all for legal immigration. Uh, I know where our forefathers came from. I'm a full supporter of that. But I can tell you that the the ones that are illegally coming across, they're coming across illegally for a reason. And well, well I don't, they're not all bad. They're not they're all bad. Yeah, they're yeah. I, I I I don't believe they're all bad. No, I agree. Unfortunately, you have the bad ones That's in right. there, and That's you right. need to be able to filter that. That's right. And if you don't filter that then you're opening the country right. up. I mean, the fact that there were Iranians, you know... That's a scary... So that, yes. people, people don't understand it. <clears throat> the same thing happened several years ago. Yeah. People, people that were crossing weren't Guatemalans. Right. They weren't from the native Mexico. Mm-hmm. They were from countries that... Quite honestly, we weren't letting citizens in from that's right for terrorist reasons. Well, and some of the ones they caught were actually found out to be, I well, believe, known terrorists. So, and some right. of the some of the illegals that came across eight and ten years ago came from the Canadian border. 
They yeah. didn't come from the Mexican border. Right. Oh, there and right. there are still they're today too, That's but right. it's just not as right. it's not as porous and as bad. Right. <laughs> Cuz you got to deal with cold and snow for sure. a big portion of the year and it's not as easy to to cross and you know you got I, dry warm weather pretty much across I the south. I just felt that it was a topic that's important to a lot of people and I left it open for a conversation and, and well when you put not it, many joined in. When you put it in perspective that in 4 or 5 days the same population of our county comes across a border someplace illegally that's you know that should wake some people up. Right. And, know, the, and sadly the majority of them are going to rely on government aid to live and and just so we know and i i don't want the audience thinking that majority of those people that do come across are are going to be the working people they're coming here to get a job and they're looking for a better life and they don't have the means of coming across legally and that's why they're doing it illegally Uh, but america the reason why people run to america is because america is greater than any other country not because it sucks here. Right. And that's the part that everybody forgets about. And when I worked down there in the Masas in, Jama- in, uh, in uh, Juarez, Mexico, I've seen how rapid, how bad it is. And I've seen the poverty. And I've seen the drugs and the cartels firsthand. And uh, I, I understand why they want to come here. And I know that the majority of them come here, they want to work. They're good people. They're family people. And they work together, and, and they work hard. They I mean, do. the probably, and you could probably do it to ninety. And that's just speaking. It's Mexico. probably ninety-five percent. I was going to say right. in the mid nineties yeah. are good, hardworking but, people who just but want to a shot. Alan's point that he said to me: Would you put it in a perspective that the same amount of population coming through a illegal border, not Mexico, all borders, right, equals the same population of our of one county in the state of Indiana? That is huge. Oh, yeah. No, it's eye-opening. It needs to be eye-opening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There is, like most conundrums that we have, there's not a perfect answer. No. No. There's not. Um, We welcome people to the United States, as we should, but there's a proper process for that. And I'm going to get political to think that we're going to suddenly bypass that process quite honestly is appalling right i mean yeah. i want the folks that are here and want to be a citizen to be a citizen but i want it to done the correct way right does that system need to be fixed more than likely and most likely yes it should be corrected and and adapted to the times and right and well, maybe it needs to be made simpler but so, i so something part, needs part to be of the done. problem is the people that try to make it uh, an appalling situation physically look at the children who come across without any parents and say they're not being treated properly so i'll i'll call i'm going to call somebody out so this will get a little political the lady from new york was down there uh, several years ago there was film footage of her screaming and crying because the children weren't being treated properly well guess what really was being done so you can look this up she wasn't anywhere near where the children were she was at a section of wall a fence that nobody was at just filming this to gain attention that's right that same i'll probably have to edit this that's okay (laughs) the same person that cried and said that her life was threatened at the capitol riots come to find out wasn't even in the capitol building that's right was a block away a block away and said that somebody was knocking down her door 
It was the Capitol Police asking the people to leave the building. Her life was never in danger. And to call out other politicians over, sad, sad. So that that same theatrics is used for immigration, right? which is sad. They're using it as a political tool to gain favor over a group of people to get votes to get money. That's right. It's not about helping anyone or hurting. Well, I can tell you, I have a young man that worked for me, for, and I recently changed companies, so it doesn't work. His name is Abdul. Abdul is from India. And I sat with Abdul for weeks and helping him do his paperwork so that he could be in the United States legally. He's a graduate from Michigan University. He's an intelligent man. He pays student loans. He works every day. And I can tell you to this day, that man struggles every day to keep his existence legal in the United States, knowing because he wants to progress his life here, and he can't do it. And it's going to take him 16 years to become an American citizen, and he's doing it legally. See, that's what The system is too hard. Well, that's what needs to be that's right. streamlined. That's exactly right. I mean, with the, with with internet and everything today, why does it need to be so difficult? Well, it it's the government. The government has to process it, and there ain't oh, yeah. no such thing as streamlining right. Right. the government. I know, and so I don't know. You know, it it uh, makes you wonder if if it'll ever be resolved because it's too much of a political tool for yeah, for the politicians and. Even if you got a group of them that actually agree to have a process to do it, they they it would take forever because right. that's just the way that machine works. Right. But if you want to fix it, that's what's got to be done. That's right. That's exactly. Somebody's right. got to just two, both groups got to sit down in a room, bring them into the to the rusted nail, and and we'll we'll get it figured out. <laughs> Well, and, and you think about that, Dwayne, you, make, you, you joke about that, really. Once but it's, again. it's people like us that actually wrote the policy Once in again. the beginning. We're the ones, the people like us that sat down and said, let's put down a set of rules the, and let's, let's create what we should do to guide by. The it's problem, like, the heart of the problem, in my opinion, is the lack of term limits to get these yes, yeah. yes. political machines out of the way because you do get uh, younger uh intelligent people elected into positions and they have zero effect right until right. they become Agreed. part of the ugly process and, and they are rolled over by other folks that have been there exactly. and just and they're being lobbied to death and you know it's hard to turn away that dollar when you're being well lobbied. the other problem is there there's a there's a bipartisan to a, a Democrat and a Republican I think it's congressperson congressman they're friends, but they're on both sides. And there were, they did a big interview on 60 Minutes or somewhere, and they talk about the process and, and how wrong it is. But basically, as soon as you're elected, you've got to start raising money because your party, whatever one it is, said you've got to generate this X amount of dollars a year to stay in the party. Right. And, it, and they don't get to keep it. It has to go to the party. So. He said, we're basically just money machines. That's, that's, exactly. that's He goes, that's, we spend the majority of our time. That's not what our representatives are for. Right. Our representatives <clears throat> are to represent us. That's right. right. That's right. And that's the part that's gotten lost. That's right. And that's the part that needs changed. And anybody that disagrees with term limits needs to sit across from me at the bar. That's right. And we'll talk about that. That's that, pointed at somebody directly. Jeff might, not, might know who that is, but I'm just... Anybody that says they're not for term limits doesn't understand what's happening, what's happened the last 30 years, and what's got to change for this country to continue. Agree. 
I mean, just look right now at the Senate. Who's who's the leader of the Senate right now? Schumer, who was the minority. Now, McConnell's now the minority. So if you get one more flip back the other way, then it's going to flip back the other way. And all the... Both sides just so fight and bicker. It shouldn't be each about other. flipping anything. It right. should be the folks working together That's to right. better our country, better our situation, not to line their pockets. <clears throat> so that's all I'm going to talk about political term limits. There's another podcast coming out called Time's Up Term Limits, and I'll get you all on there. Good. Uh, but um, it's kind of funny. Mr. Montag started me on the rabbit hole dive of term limits and i dove into it. it's like well thanks for bringing that up alan because i think it's a serious issue in the united states and with people into me every day and i hire employees all the time and it's it's something that i get faced with all the time and people don't realize that when you get 30 applications and 15 of the 20 of those applications are illegal aliens you don't know how to handle that and it's <coughs> difficult because so how do you Here's the problem. So yeah. I, I I probably have that situation more so mm-hmm. in the trades. Right. So how do you know they're not legal? You got to run a green card list, and we do. So yeah. So that's that's what you have to right. do. Which, what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do. Yeah. So it's it's so here's here's the conundrum. I'll be honest. There's guys that work on my projects i'm not sure if they're documented or not what i know is i can't get guys yeah i hate to say this that look like us to work as hard as they do absolutely they, they'd rather sit at home and collect a check that's right we're looking for people we've been looking for people that's right and we pay good money and they'd rather sit at home and wait for a check they're gonna get yep the, that that whole work <clears throat> Idea. I'll be the first one to tell you. They take the jobs that American people want, right? And they do them pretty well, right? Well, I had a good friend of our, a good friend of mine, and a listener. Uh, he's in Texas now. Had did uh, interior trim, and he had, I think, at one time three or four, three or four crews working for him that were all illegal. I mean, pretty much it was all illegals. Right. And I said something to him. We were talking about one time. He goes, look, I'm trying to hire. He was in South Carolina at the time, or you know, Raleigh, North Carolina. North Carolina at the time. He said, I'm trying to hire guys. He goes, I had a guy call up, said, I need this much an hour. He said, okay. Uh, you know, I can start in. He said, okay, I'll see you Monday. You know, okay. Monday morning comes around, never even showed up. And he's like, I gave him what he wanted. You know, what he wanted per hour, you know, whatever he asked for, I said, yes, you got it. And he goes, you just don't show up. So what do you do? You hire who will show up and who will get the job done. So it's funny. I'll see people in the area, folks I know, you know, have construction crews and they'll put in, hey, need a guy, 25 bucks an hour, uh, do carpentry work. So I say a reply to that to say, do you supply the tools? Well, if you're a freaking carpenter and you don't have any tools... You're not a carpenter, <laughs> and, but but that's the mindset, the mindset. of You're right. a generation, a newer generation that You're right. you know. I think you had the same. You had somebody apply for the job and want to know if you had tools for them. Yeah, you know, if you don't have, if you can apply for a twenty-five an hour, twenty-five dollars an hour job as a carpenter, you better have some tools. You and know, luckily on that job, you don't need near what you need to work my job. But. Right. You know, the illegal immigration is, is it hits home for me because I have a young man that worked for me for the last four years, and I know what it took to keep him legal. And it bothers me to know that these people are crossing, and I got a guy like that that is doing everything possible illegal. And 
I'm going to say a large percentage of the people in the United States will look at that man and think something very sour because he's from India. Right. And I don't like that. And that that bothers me because there are a lot of people out here from all over the world that deserve a chance at America. And then it's being clouded or being jammed in by the illegals. And, and we need to get this under control. I mean, there's a way to come into country legally. You can come in on work. You want to work? You can come on a work visa. There's, there's different ways to get in the country. And it, and it takes a while for citizenship. But you follow those guidelines. Unfortunately, it takes too long for citizenship. It shouldn't right. take that long. That's it shouldn't right. take 16 years. No, yeah, it should that's, not. You know? That's a lifetime. You come over <laughs> here. You want to be a citizen. you got a clean record. You know, you work a couple years. There should be nothing to that. So something to think about. So this young man has a job opportunity, is supported, and he's signature by the company he works for. If he is let go by the company, do you know how long it takes, how long he has to get out of the United States? Probably not a day or two, probably. Yes, five days. That's crazy. If Abdul loses his job, he has five days to be out of the country unless he lands another job. To get the processing paperwork done to change to another company, it takes 60 to 70 days. Now, you tell me how a person gets here legally on a work visa, tries to become an American citizen, graduated from the United States, pays taxes in that, and he can't even get this done. Well, if he changes jobs, he's illegal before he can get the paperwork done. That's exactly right. It makes no sense. Thank you. Yeah, that, Thanks, well, that, well, that's that's government bureaucracy at its that's finest. Exactly right. I mean, it's. Uh, I'll give you a simple one. I have a have a dealership's license, and uh, the, when I first applied for it, I called the state, and they're like, "Oh, you got to do this. You got to have a sign. You got to have this, and you got to have this." So I sent a photo of what the sign was going to look like, and I sent a photo of all the other stuff. Had all the other things. I sent it in. They denied it. I'm like, well, what's the problem? She says, well, you don't have a sign. I said, well, I don't have a dealer's license. Yet. Well, sir, you got to have your sign up in front of your building. I said, do you not see a problem with this? I, and luckily, I mean, I had already owned the building. I have another business there. But so it was just a matter of putting a sign up. So I said, you don't see a problem with this. I'm trying to get a dealer's license. I have to have a sign up, a building rented, an office, everything set up for a business that I don't even know if I'm going to get a license for. I said, I have to have that before I'll get the license. Well, yes, sir. I said, and you don't see a problem with this at all? I said, what if I had to go rent a building, sign a lease on a building, and do all this stuff? And I said, if I do all this, are you guaranteeing me I'm going to get a license? Oh, well, no. Not only that, but the area zoning requires you to have a license before you put up the sign. Yeah. So right. basically, I luckily I had to sign there, Ray. So I went and made a little 12 by 12 sign, put it on a bracket, mounted it to my pole, took a photo up, sent it. Oh, you're good now. I'm like, are you? This is so stupid. Yes. But it's, I mean, and I spent four and a half months to get a dealer's license when it should have been a lot simpler. Right. But that's bureaucracy. Sorry. Word, what do you got to say, buddy? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I think I've said it. Uh, you know, again, I think I think t- to to get to a point, and it's you know, no matter what happens, if if we could if we could set term limits tomorrow, it would be take a long time to bleed out the. Well, yeah, it's not uh, overnight. But, you got to bleed out. It's just. But but what the problem is, yeah. and so we, we sit here and we talk about all this. Unfortunately, every all of these decisions rely on our government. And if that doesn't scare scare you, if you you aren't been paying attention, yeah, that's right. right. Because our government cannot do anything. So believe it or not, there right. are senators and congressmen that believe in term limits. 
yep. or some right in this state right here. So, well, but the pro- are they doing that for for political because they don't think it's ever going to happen? Listen, if you're a good performer, you should not be worried about whether or not you're going to get reelected after term limit, right? Yeah. I know they go six years in and out, but they could come back after six years, right? Well, no, 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 they would be out. It's They'd not a be gap. out. They, no. they can go. They can go someplace else. They can run. Okay, so yeah. so I, I have nothing against people who spend their life in politics. So they can progress I have up. Problems with somebody that spends their life in the same position right. and profits from it. Yes. Right. Right. So right. we'll talk more when we do the term limits with the other podcasts. We'll talk more about that. You're going to be shocked when I tell you some numbers. That's great. On just so people know. It's on both sides of the aisle. Yep. Oh, it's not, and it's not exclusive to one side. Both sides going down. Right. You will be shocked when you hear how much. Now, just so you know, what do you think a, you know, a senator makes? It's 160000 a year right. or something like that. Plus benefits. Plus right. benefits, yeah. Right. So would you be shocked to hear that 75% of them are multi-millionaires? Oh, yeah. Right. You look at their net worth and then try, go try to live in D.C. So they're maintaining two households. You really should Oh, strive. no, no, no. You have, just wait. It's not two households. But I mean, it's four or five different. Well, I know, properties. but I mean, really, say say I go run tomorrow and and I'm still here. Realistically, I should be running two households. I'd have a place here and I'd have right. a place in D.C. to stay. Right. So if you've ever been to D.C., it's not a cheap city to live in. So 170 thousand in the real world for a first time young. Well, in politician fact, probably the which young was lady AOC. From, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she. Oh, she, I struggled. I can't. But well, now it's amazing how fine she's yeah, doing. Yeah, she so. made thirty six thousand before she became. Yeah, what but she's doing. I mean, it was you know we can say what we want about her, right? But you have been making thirty six thousand dollars. You get a job in D.C. And the rent probably is five thousand dollars a month there. Yeah, for something in the safe area. With her area. projection right. needs, right. yes. So, right, her first month there, she got a problem. Yes, you know that's all the defending I'm going to do of her. <laughs> right, but I mean, but if you think about it, that's that's the real world of it. So, how with that income and what they have to put out, if they were doing nothing else other than that was their income, how do you become a multimillionaire? How do you have four back, homes? Backdoor agreements. What, yeah, just no. It's not backdoor. No, it's, it's front, front door. It's right enough. Front door. Right. Yeah, right. They, they, they ain't shy about it. Really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll deny it, but they ain't shy about it. They, I mean, because they just lie to your face anyway, and you know, you know. But, I mean, we see that every All day. All right. So this is more political than we ever wanted to be on yeah. this podcast. So I promise you won't hear any more about that. Maybe Good that's topic, all. That's all I got to say about that. But I thought immigration. It started with immigration and legal immigration, and I just thought that was a great topic uh, for everybody. So, thank you, Ruben. You know, it's funny. I've been fact checking Ruben. So Ruben puts a post up, and he fact checked it himself. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, thought that was pretty good. Hey, I want to tell you, I I learned right. Anybody else? And I, I did the fact checks and I did it. And, I, and, and the thing is, yeah. this is something that hits very, very home to me because I have a direct relationship to a person someone that, that fights this issue every day and I don't like it. And you know how fast he would be kicked out of this country if he screwed up because they have his paperwork At, and they would know where it is. But we have thousands and I can everywhere. You, I'm say, this, this young man is like my son. And I can tell you today, if he was to hear today, and I would love to invite him on because it was something that would really open your eyes to what he has to deal with. It's a shame. Thank well, you, Alan. Your son's sitting over there and is tearing his eye now. So That's okay. Didn't know he had a third brother. <laughs> Second brother. Second brother. 
All right, so I think we wrap this one up. So for Cross the Line 1524, we've got Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hutz, and I'm Alan Stanger, and we'll see you next time. I tell you what, this is Alan Stanger with Cross the Line 1524, and we're here with one of our famous celebrities that you've heard on this podcast many times. It's the one and only Big Bubba. Bubba, how the heck are you doing? I tell you what, I just got done with one of them fabulous meals. Where's it? Tell us about this fabulous meal. Was it here in town? McDonald? Arby's? Don't tell me you went to Arby's. Oh, sorry. I was at the one and only Crazy Dogs Pub and Grub. Tell you what, that's one of our favorite places as well. In fact, we did a couple podcasts from there. Uh, you know, Crazy Dogs, the one and only sports bar here in Brookville, Indiana. And I'll tell you, they don't have just the best wings in town. They have the best wings around, period. Well, what'd you have when you were there, Bubba? Well, me and the boys had just gotten done with one of those ecto containment unit captures doing a little ghost busting. So we got us there 20 wings, and we got some of their gourmet hot dogs. You ever had those? Well, I'll tell you what, Big Bubba, absolutely. In fact, my favorite is the Michael's Memphis. They're 100% all beef hot dogs, and imagine this, topped with pulled It's Michael's favorite. He's the owner, Michael Rose. And I tell you what, you can't beat those gourmet hot dogs. Well, Big Bubba, what else did you have while you were at Crazy Dogs Pub and Well, we had some of them field gold french fries with the beer cheese. And speaking of beer, I tell you what, the beer was ice cold there. Me and the boys had a few of them. And then we were mixing some of them specialty cocktails for some other people. Tell you what, it all looked good. Well, I tell you what, Big Bubba, it is all good. It's one of our favorite places, whether you want a salad during a week, you want to get together with some friends for wings on the weekends, or you want some of those gourmet hot dogs. Oh, by the way, the cocktails, they're excellent. It's Crazy Dogs Pub and Grub, located at 300 Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Look them up on Facebook, give them a try. And tell them that Big Bubba and Cross the Line 1524 sent you. Crazy Dogs Pub and Grub. Oh, that's right. A little Crazy Dogs Pub and Grub gets no better than that. So uh, what a great podcast we had uh, talking about immigration. Um, And we're going to follow this up with another podcast. Obviously, uh, things have changed. This podcast was recorded several months ago, and uh, we're now into April. We got some... I'm just going to call it like it is. We've got some issues at the border that, that we need to work together as a country to resolve. So we'll talk more about that. I'd also like to take this time to thank all of you, our listeners. Um, I've lost track of the downloads, the countries we're in, all the states we're in. It is great to have a great time with my friends, to sit around the bar to rust and nail speakeasy, shoot the breeze, and have you guys listen to us. You know, I've said it at the beginning uh, when we started a podcast, 2% of the podcasts in the world make money. The rest of them try to make the world a better place. So that's where we're at right now, making the world a better place. We're glad you guys are along for the ride. If you like what we're doing, give us a five-star rating on whatever app you use. Leave us a comment. Leave us a Facebook post, email. You can email us at podcast at crosstheline1524.com. Or go to our webpage, www.com.
CrossTheLine1524.com, which now, by the way, has a merchandise tab on that page. We have t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, and we have koozies. So get your Cross the Line 1524 merchandise while you can. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and thank you for listening to Cross the Line 